0: Hello everyone and welcome, uh, welcome back, uh, to the journalism in context podcast. Uh, we're renamed rebranding We're journalism out of context to make sure and distinguish ourselves from our content that we post on our website. Our content is not our opinions. Um, we have editorial standards and safeguards to make sure our biases do not go into your reading and, uh, just want to make that clear uh we went on a hiatus for uh six months we uh ran into some into some problems we took care of those problems and now we're going to be back and stronger than ever uh our new podcast format we're gonna have three hosts just like last time um it's gonna vary depending on each podcast today this podcast the first podcast of us returning after our hiatus it's gonna be myself and my associate Max. Um, uh, now, just to give a brief overview, uh, our site, our website, if you're on YouTube and you come across this uh, this video, um, our site is uh, essentially, we wanna give the readers the information and tools to equip themselves uh, to formulate an avid and informed position on a topic. We wanna to get let the, the readers and viewers create their own opinion from the information and um, hopefully general, fair, balanced information that we provide. Um, that's why we call called Journalism in Context. Um, this podcast is differentiated in the way that we are talking about our own feelings and how we think about certain issues. It lets you have a stronger connection to us writers and the people on the podcast, and it gives you an insight into how we think, and then you can use that while reading um, our articles. Um, We're all about transparency here in journalism context, and we're just trying to make sure that um, all the information is uh, fair, balanced, and presented uh, in a a right and correct manner. Um, We have six topics we're gonna go through in today's podcast, Um, but first, let me introduce my associate, Nathan. How you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself?
0: I uh, it's it's been a busy day, busy day indeed. Uh, today we were actually uh, Alden was uh Alden and Chad were supposed to be on, um, but uh, they both gave me rain checks, so we're gonna have to schedule them in for another time. Uh, can you give you a, can you introduce yourself briefly so everyone can know who you are because this will be the first time uh, for the website. And and on the YouTube end, that you're going to be uh, appearing.
1: All right. Uh. Well. Obviously, my name's Maximus, or you can call me Nathan. It Doesn't really matter. Uh. I am a writer here at Journalism in Context, and I am also a. I'm also the third host, I believe, of the Journalism Out of Context podcast. Um. I'm just interested in bringing an unbiased view to the site, as well as just bringing information to the people out there instead of you know biased news sources
0: (laughs) now uh unlike journalism in context this is an opinion based news source for this podcast for the purposes of this podcast uh uh now let's go through let's run through the first topic uh first topic is uh the 2020 election results we are still in the mists of certification and evidently a judge just blocked Pennsylvania's uh, state certification of the uh, re- election results. What do you think? What they do you did? think, Nathan? Yeah, they just did uh, breaking news just before we got on this podcast. I saw an article, um, uh, it's from the uh, not the Atlantic, I think it's from New York Post. So, what do you, th- what do you think so- of that?
1: what did they block exactly
0: they blocked the certification of the pennsylvania election results this is just happened
1: so they're so they're not letting pennsylvania call biden the winner
0: yeah no uh, judge isn't going to
1: um well i mean really depends on what the votes say i mean if it's if all the votes have been counted in pennsylvania and it appears that biden has won then i'd say certify him as the victor but if all the votes still haven't been counted then it's kind of hard to actually say who's the winner. I mean, for example, if it, if there's like ninety nine percent of the vote left and Biden's winning by a hundred thousand, I can see possibly them calling it then. But that's that's quite interesting that they haven't called Pennsylvania then, because I could have swore they, I could have swore they did. Commonwealth what, wasn't some. Commonwealth wasn't judge some, Patricia
0: McCullough ordered the state not to take any further steps to complete the certification of the presidential race, which was announced on Tuesday. That's today, on the 25th. That literally happened at 11.57. That's insane. dude. And that is pretty insane. Dude, but there are actually multiple aspects of this. So there are many court cases going on, and contrary to popular belief, uh, I know a lot of the news sources say that Trump's lost like 30 lawsuits or something, but Trump, the Trump campaign's only uh, filed well, the official Trump campaign's only filed around five lawsuits,
1: and uh,
0: of that number, I have no idea how many they've lost. But uh, on addition to that point, actually, uh, there's a lawsuit going on right now by state and state legislatures and state legislators and representatives um, of Pennsylvania that are Republicans. That it's not even talking about the election, the, the presidential election, but it's talking about as a principle. They're talking about um, how uh, universal mail-in ballots is actually unconstitutional according to the Pennsylvania Constitution. It's very interesting stuff that's going on. There's lawsuits all over the place. And this, with this, uh, is this an injunction? I'm not quite sure. No, it's a supplemental emergency application. Dude, with this block, again, that's insane. Because before, a few days ago, we they were talking about Michigan. Uh, the result, the certification process yeah. in Michigan getting locked up, but it didn't get locked up. Yeah, there's
1: wasn't there one guy who wasn't like casting his electoral vote for Michigan or something like that. Uh,
0: it, 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 there were there were four people on the Waynes County certification board. Two of them GOP, two of them Democrats. The two of them. Oh, dude, no. But this is insane. This is the dumbest. This is this is this is insane. So essentially, there's two, there's four people, right? They approved the yeah, certification yeah. of the election results. Uh, contingent on the fact that there's going to be an audit. And the state agreed, the state attorney general or the secretary of state for uh, Michigan agreed, saying, okay, we're going to do this. So they signed off on the certification process. And then the secretary of state said, you know what? Biden's the winner. We're not going to go through and audit the votes, even though we agreed to. So then what happened was the two Republican um, people on that board for the Waynes County certification process, they rescinded their certification, which is uh, which is in speculation to if that's legal or not for them to do, if they have any actual recourse to be able to do that. But uh, then just yesterday or a few days ago, uh, they certified Michigan for Joe Biden. So it's a very interesting process. It's a very interesting times are going on. What do you think about that?
1: Well— in my opinion with all of these mail in ballots and whatnot, I personally believe that we should try avoiding doing something like mail in ballots on this scale again. I mean, it's created I mean, it's created countless rifts between people and like how they view the election and whatnot. Plus there is while some people don't talk about it, there is certainly some election fraud that has been going on. In the U.S. now, there's some stories that have been glorified that aren't true. Like, for example, um, I can't remember the person's last name off the top of my head. But they were accused of her dead husband voting, but it was actually the wife that was voting herself with the last name. So that was, like, some big, I think think it was some big fraud thing that the news stations kept using over and over and over. But it literally has no validity. But there is some evidence of voter fraud going on. Um, for what side some has been on actually the side of Trump there was one I think in West Virginia but easily can be fact checked on that uh, where a person casted a vote for his dead mother for Trump which it, the voter fraud is extremely hard to do maybe maybe mail-in ballots makes it easier because I probably mail-in ballots probably does make it far easier than just going to a polling station but well, it,
0: Well, the thing is, uh, with mail-in ballots, the thing is, um, like, for example, in Georgia, they did the recount, right? But Mm -hmm. they didn't audit the ballots. So essentially what audit means is they they cross-reference the signature that's on the ballot and the signature that's in the state database. So with regard to your banking, with regard to your driver's license, there is a signature on file. And so they would match it up. And if there's an inconsistency, they'll they'll reach out to the voter. They'll be like, hey – we saw an inconsistency. We're going to disqualify your ballot. You have this amount of time to get back to us. That's how it's how it works in most states. And the thing with mail-in ballots is, uh, so here here it is. You have from point A, the government who sends out the ballot from point B to the place that they think that they live. Now those addresses might not be correct. And in fact, where I live, um, I actually received a few ballots from previous. Uh, occupants. Um, so it's uh, I could have, you know, I mean if, if I had nefarious purposes and Virginia isn't auditing <laughs> the ballots, uh, I could have very well, well, I, I mean, I could have made thousands of dollars. I saw videos of people getting offered to, to sell their mail in ballots for money. Uh, those videos uh, actually came out via Project Veritas, which their credibility. Um, they get downtrodden a lot, but whenever you see that happening, there's, there's got to be some truth. There's got to be some truth if you dig deep enough. Um, so so the, like the, as I was saying, the recount in Georgia, they didn't audit the ballots. They just counted all the ballots over again. And with that, they found thousands of ballots that the majority of them favored Trump. The, the vast majority of them, according to to what I understand regarding that situation. Um, now, hear me out, right? Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm a dreamer, right? Maybe I'm a dreamer. But uh, let's say hypothetically, right? We have this premise that every vote matters in this country. It is your obligation to vote. Every vote matters. Yet whenever we do recounts in this country, we found votes, we find votes. In 2016, they did recount. They found votes. In 2000, in 2000, they found votes. 2004, uh, they found votes. 2008, they found votes. Every single time we have a presidential election and there's a recount done, we find votes. We don't lose votes, but we find them. And, and yeah. under, the, under the guise and premise that every vote matters, why isn't why aren't we getting 100% retention from votes that are cast if every vote matters? very strange and it's very odd that people on the left Democrats especially aren't talking about this because democracy is in their platform Republicans believe in a republic Democrats believe in a democracy and that's where we have the um the um disagreement all right so it's very odd very strange uh in, in my opinion you know
1: yeah, you can definitely say it's strange. I there is definitely strange things about each side, hence why I tend to call myself an independent because I really don't like either side uh, on certain things that they do. But I mean, it's very
0: strange because there. So okay, for example, in Michigan and Pennsylvania, there's a thing called backlogging and so or back stamping or back you know. So essentially, they may, if you mail it in before. November 3rd, your ballot gets approved and it goes to be counted. So, But if it's mailed after, it's disqualified. You can't because it's past the date. So what uh, people were doing, election, uh, election officials, poll workers, what poll workers were doing, they were backlogging and backstamping. So that was November 4th, November 5th, they were putting the stamp on it. They were removing and destroying the original uh, mail-in date. And then they were stamping in November 3rd and this has been exposed multiple times, various... Can you you say So essentially what the process is being called is back um, postmarking. So it's postmarked. They mail it in, and they say uh, they mailed it in on the 1st or they mailed it in on the 30th of October, and then uh, those ballots are fine, but if they're mailed in after November 3rd, uh, what's happening is via uh, whistleblowers and people... Um, that are working as a, uh, as postal, uh, as postal workers, working as a uh, ballot, uh, officials, um, they're, they're either being exposed to this or they're being introduced to it. Um, one story I heard, uh, was that, uh, a guy came in early for work or he was leaving late uh, and he overheard his manager talking about doing this, removing the date on these late ballots that came in and, um. Post uh, putting a stamp on it saying it came in on time, so that it's very. When you consider that, you when you consider there are multiple people, many people that are saying this and coming out and saying this, and think about the percentage chance uh, of a whistleblower coming out. Whistleblower coming out that's working at any of these uh, institutions or jobs or working in the government in general. The the chances of them coming out it's very small percentage chance. So if these many people are coming out now, sure they may have uh, ulterior motives or purposes but if as long as the facts remain the same and they're signing sworn affidavits that can land them in jail if they're lying, it's very it's very scary when you think about the Democrats in 2016 they were screaming election fraud. They said Russia meddled in the election and Russia swung the right. election
1: which ended up, which ended up proving that there was nothing really there.
0: Yeah, well, no collusion, at least, and no direct uh, yeah. voter no. fraud. Not to mention, by making mail-in ballots universal, it really exposed the U.S. election system to being influenced by foreign operatives and foreign agents. Very, It's just very insane. And what's happening, actually, I just saw a story recently. I think it was yesterday. Um, what, what was happening is uh, in Michigan, they were actually putting in um, postal addresses as home addresses. You could do some research on that. It's very scary stuff, and that, that was a way of sort of laundering votes. Uh, that's what some people are saying. It's very – it's very, the more you dig into information like this and the more uh, – that's, that's the more you can um, be skeptical about how secure elections are. So in 2016, Democrats didn't accept this election, all right? And in 2020, Republicans aren't uh, – republicans aren't accepting the results of the election when
1: when you when you say not accepting the results what do you exactly mean by that like are you saying the candidate not conceding or what do you
0: oh no i'm talking about people that that voted or supported that candidate they're uh when their candidate loses they're not accepting uh they're not accepting the, the fact or the opinion that they lost uh
1: yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's I mean certainly that. a problem in American politics right now. It feels like both sides can't possibly fathom a victory of the other side. I mean, for example, and I, I know this is kind of off topic, but like uh, I think this election proved that it's kind of gotten to the point where how do you even trust polls anymore from the news? Very because true. Trump, Trump outperformed like by five million votes.
0: And were, the, the counter is only going
1: up. Yeah, exactly. And Biden, I'm pretty sure he was projected to at least hit 320. He's only hit 306. I mean, Trump is like just like the 2016 election. Trump completely outperformed in the polls again. I mean, whether he loses or not, you can't can't say he didn't because what? he actually gained more votes than he did the last election.
0: Well, the thing is, uh, yeah, and that's not something to be uh, to ignore uh, too. And that leads into uh, another topic, but uh, in addition to that, so the exit polls, or these are confirmed exit polls. Like these are a fact, like they, they, the people leave, and this is information that we can rely on 20% of African Americans supported Trump in 2020. That's 20%. You combine that with the fact that 52 to 56% of Latinos supported Trump in 2020 is that that, uh, those numbers are insane for a republican now um combine that with the fact that the popular vote for republican in the past four republican wins or the past four presidential elections the reason that republicans won is not because of the popular vote it's because of the electoral college
1: the electoral college yeah and the electoral college is so close right now well, I mean, the Democrats have consistently won the popular vote, except for 2004, I believe, when George Bush won the popular vote. But that that can easily be attributed to the fact that no, pretty much, no wartime president has ever been like not elected for a second term. So when George Bush won with the um, popular vote, that can easily be described because of the fact he's a wartime president. But yeah, most most of the Republicans elected during the 21st century so far, and even sometimes the past. Um, they've won via the electoral college and not by the popular vote so yeah that's definitely for sure now
0: segueing into this so we're gonna see uh our second topic is third party possible timeline right so we may be in the timeline where a third party a third party might actually rise up um because what we see right now, what's happening is a lot of people that used to be backing Trump, that were Republicans. So here's what happened. I'll give you a brief, uh, a brief summary. Trump in 2016, he took over the, the Republican Party. He commandeered the shit out of it. Bernie Sanders wished yep. he could have did it. Justice Democrats want to take over the Democrat Party, but there's too many corporatists and too many people in that party, and the, inter- the base of that is too strong. They cannot tip it over. Um, super delegates, all that shit. All right. Um, Trump commandeered the party and he made it his own and he has won the hearts and minds of that. Uh, va- I would say a vast majority of the Republican Party and now what you're going to see in these coming weeks uh, is you're going to see neocons, neoconservatives and a lot of paleoconservatives a lot of people that are like Romney Republicans McCain Republicans Kasich, yeah. Bull, uh, Bush Republicans Case of Republicans, you're gonna see those people that are elected in office. You're gonna see them turn their their back on, them. and that's gonna be very bad because right now he his his approval rate rating in the Republican Party is like it's either 95% or it's 97%. The last updated number I saw was 97%. I could be wrong about that, but I'm fairly certain the it's 97%. Combine that with the fact that 79% of Republicans do not believe. This is a poll, by the way, so take it with a grain of salt. But reportedly, seventy-nine percent of Republicans believe that the election was stolen. We can, we can. If they support I,
1: I thought. Well, what? I thought that was twenty percent. I thought I heard something about it being twenty percent at one point. Like I saw 27%. an article.
0: I saw an article yesterday or a poll yesterday saying it was seventy-nine percent. But uh, we can uh, we can look that up now, or we we can look that up when this is over. But um. Even even with that, even even disregarding that fact, you can understand the premise that he is a very loyal base and his base has expanded oh, from 2016. Yeah. So taking that fact into consideration, we can see two things. Um, we can either see the Republican Party... Well, the part- Republican Party shifted in um, a few of its policies. It moderated a bit under Trump. Like before, uh, the Republican Party did not support... Covering pre-existing conditions, and Trump revolutionized the party to support it in that way, which was unfairly covered by the media. If you check the 2016 debates, Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio were actually criticizing Trump for supporting um, uh, for supporting um, covering pre-existing conditions and supporting Planned Parenthood on the basis that they do other good work besides just abortions. So you can see that they've moderated a little bit and they've hardened a little bit in some areas too. They've gotten more conservative in some areas. But uh, you can – we're going to see a shift. So as all these Republicans come out, are these – okay, so for the purpose and basis and for for brevity, we're going to call them neocons. So you're going to see a shift or split. We're going to have Trump Republicans and neoconservatives split. Yeah, there's
1: definitely going to be a split between the Republican party now after this election.
0: It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be a temp, uh, for lack of a better word. Because what's either gonna happen is Trump's gonna leave the Republican Party because the Republican Party establishment is not supporting him. Like if you look right now with Fox News, their ratings have sunken dramatically. They were the number one cable news show. Yeah,
1: because because they've begun to actually go against Trump now. To a certain, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. He still has his. Uh still has his loyal followers there like tucker carlson sean hannity and uh laura ingram and whatnot yeah but but even then if you if you
0: look at trump's supporters if you look on like message boards and you look on twitter for in that sort of echo chamber or if that sort of demographic you can actually see them be like what is tucker doing he's turning his back on trump um you know i'm seeing more and more messages like this i was i was doing one for i'm trying to get an interview with um
1: yeah, I mean, everyone's everyone's slowly turning against Fox News, and they're now starting to go to one of They went dramatic.
0: No, it's been dramatic. If you actually check their YouTube, ever since they called Arizona for Joe Biden early on, and that's another thing I don't understand. Um, so we have 50% of the vote waiting to be counted. and then Where? In Arizona? No, I'm just saying in general, as a premise— uh, they were saying that Biden won the state. They said that Biden won won Virginia. They said Trump won Florida. When there's so much percentage of the vote that's left to be counted, I think it's very irresponsible and very presumptuous. Because the news, this is a perfect example of wanting to get to the finish line first. They should have waited. This is this is this is sensationalism, and sensational journalism, uh, at its worst they wanted to, they wanted to predict it first so fox news says arizona for biden even though there's a large chunk of the vote left to be counted and they've done this consistently and even now we're still waiting on the results of the electoral college we're, we're, it's not it's not about the popular vote or the vote of each state because there's multiple legal lawsuits going on so there's multiple aspect of it um they're trying to disqualify ballots they're trying to and and they're trying to disqualify votes very Strange, when we had these institutions that are supposed to be journalistic and have integrity and they're supposed – like before this uh, presidential election, these news agencies always covered the election. And we always trusted and believed what they said when they called it. When they said Trump won in 2016, we believed them. In 2008, when Obama won, they, we believed them. In 2012, when Obama won again, we believed them. And now yeah. we're seeing a big split.
1: Well, I mean, most, I don't want to say most Americans, but a lot of Americans now recently have actually been certain, to a certain extent, like conditioned not to trust the news. Because if, if you can take this with a grain of salt or whatever, but Trump has consistently said things like fake news, saying like articles are completely fake. For ex- basically, his supporters, whenever Trump says something's fake, they tend to believe it's not fake or they tend to believe it's fake. I mean, the best example I can really give to supporters compared to Trump right now would have to be that of Joseph McCarthy back when he was, like, at his height in, like, 1954 before he uh, went after the military, which was just foolish. Um, but he had demagogue-like supporters where they pretty much believed everything he said. Like, just recently, there is a, um, a thing on Rush Limbaugh. I can't remember who called in but the guy basically called in crying saying that he would die for Trump and that he believed that the election results or that uh, the presidency was being stolen by Trump and that this is our last stand or something like that
0: well there's many it's, theories going on right now about regarding that there's many theories revolving yeah, it. because yeah, because wait course, wait but, wait because the the thing is a lot of people well i mean this is just a general fact a lot of people believed that the, the belt and road initiative in china China's uh, upsurgence on the world stage was going to make the USA a second fiddle to China and China was going to have a oh, lot of yeah. Yeah, political sure. power. And so when you combine that with the fact of all of um, Biden's uh, connections and attachments to China, you combine that with the fact that Trump has been so hard with China and China has been receding into the background a bit. Uh, it's not it's I not would,
1: I wouldn't say I wouldn't say China's receding into the background. Well, their Belt and Road like initiative has
0: suffered greatly throughout the past yeah, three it's, years. it's
1: suffered. It's it's definitely suffered, but China still holds grips on nations that shouldn't. For example, Australia. Australia trades—I'm pretty sure their largest trading partner is China, and if China truly wanted to, they can cut off all trade, and Australia would go into economic ruin. Same goes for most of Africa. Most of Africa supports China because of their um, development plans. Like, what China is trying to do is they're trying to turn Africa into the new China. They're trying to exploit the resources in their country. Same goes same goes for Russia in the Central African Republic. They're pretty much setting up the CAR as a puppet state.
0: Well, well, the thing is, uh, that's a little bit different, and that's a little bit off-topic, but I love this topic, and I, I, and, I, and I love the way that you uh, started on it, because it, China's imperialism, and this is actually an article that Chad's working on, it even exceeds everything that you just mentioned. It includes and exceeds everything that you just mentioned, because yep. China's actually... They're in a funny way of saying it. They're importing their citizens, or they're exporting their citizens to African countries. They're giving them uh, businesses, and they're they're um they're making them millionaires. They're making them uh, upper class and a lower either higher up a middle class or um lower upper class. And the thing is, yep. the the uh, the people that lived there before them are suffering and the thing is countries like this uh the uh, the drc the uh congo african countries that they have minerals so there's two minerals like lithium is a very main big export um for our for our electric cars our, our electric car industry that's emerging uh there's only two yeah. there's the two largest deposits in the world one's in africa which the chinese control and one's in china which the chinese yeah. obviously control uh so but
1: like rare earth metals and whatnot yeah
0: yeah. And that's also another thing. Uh, the Belt and Road Initiative, that's a part of the reason why COVID spread throughout Italy so hard and harsh. Because <laughs> China... No, it's actually insane. Um, When I was doing research for this for one of my articles, but I don't think I ever released this. So, um, essentially what it is is China actually has factories in Italy, so they can put the stamp made in Italy on there, but they can actually make... Uh, they can it actually costs very cheap because they export their workers there. they get them they work with the Italian government get them citizenship or get them a work permit. They make this shit in their factories and then they l- label it uh, made in uh, Italy when actually it's made by Chinese workers and it has that type of quality. So they're making yeah, luxury China... luxury goods for uh, for basically... cheap prices for high commodity prices.
1: Yeah, China tends to do that with a lot of resources. I mean, same goes for iPhones, for example, which I have one. I mean, Chinese, they use cheap, very cheap labor. They also uh, steal technology from other countries. They've actually done that quite often. Uh, they, they steal U.S., technology they steal hell they've even probably stolen russian and european technology and they've sold it at a lesser price and guess what everyone buys it yeah i mean one of my
0: my phone is a um it's a huawei phone and it has fingerprint technology it has um it has i bought this phone for 200 dollars. the iphone that's comparable to that is a thousand it's it's a stack right so I have fingerprint yeah. technology, a face recognition technology, the phone works great. When I drop it, scratch it, I can replace it, fine, the camera's all decent, you know? And it feels like an iPhone. It's modeled after an iPhone. They just take the intellectual property and they scoop it. But when you, yep. when you say when you talked about that uh, Trump support, that diehard Trump supporter that called into the Russian Limbaugh show that said, I will die for this president. If you if you take into consideration all the acts that he's done to boost our economy and make us a war player again i think that you I mean we you were, find a lot to more a certain people extent, though,
1: to a certain extent though we were still a world player before trump got off. office I mean, well china trump. was
0: supposed to be the number one economy in 2020 we're 2020 and it hasn't happened yet that's a
1: fact yeah which yeah that is a fact uh but you can also attribute to somewhat to the Chinese economy failing recently to COVID, but that's probably not. No, only it's reason. only slowed. I mean, it has been, not stopped. It,
0: it has not receded growth. Their GDP is still increased. It's uh, the GDP. Uh, it's So here's the thing. So our actual economic data numbers from China are not accurate because the Chinese government oh, gives yeah. us the numbers. And we can we can only take that with a grain of salt, just like they're doing with the Muslim population, the Uyghurs, and all oh, the shit yeah, that they're, they're doing, much all the human you know, rights abuses. Camps. It's disgusting. Yeah, reeducation it camps. Is. But we can only take that with a grain of salt. But their reports is that they had four percent growth throughout this pandemic. Well, yeah, but China, China's
1: GDP growth for a long time has been falling. I mean. They they haven't had a record growth like they were having like before at like fourteen percent or twelve percent. It's now I disagree. To back down to some...
0: I disagree because I... if you actually look at the expansion of Amazon, which is taking billions of dollars in market share and billions of dollars of revenue. Start on Amazon,
1: please. Well
0: I mean well if you look at most of the if you look at the products, if you look at their product listings, most of them are made in China. So I would disagree. I think they are they're, they're working in tandem and I think that uh they're soaking up billions and billions and billions, and I think they're they're a real player. I think their economy is stronger than most of Western, the Western world. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. China is definitely stronger than most of the Western world. I mean, they're beating out countries like France, Germany, um, Poland, the United UK. Kingdom. They're beating all of them out. Yeah. It's,
0: it's insane. Said, if, you know, if you look you know. at the UK, dude, yeah. if you look at the UK, they actually transitioned from a good... They, they transitioned from a manufacturing nation to a support... Um, a nation. They literally. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson literally said this. We are a uh, support technology com- uh, country now, and this was a few years ago. Support technology. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was to that effect. I'm paraphrasing.
1: Are you saying kind of like to a certain extent, embrace there, the there industrial revolution and whatnot? Uh,
0: it's it's something to the effect of. Uh, they don't make goods anymore they oh they're a service Uh, country they're a service economy that's what uh, i say. they're a service economy
1: yeah it feels like uh, a lot of countries are most of the smaller countries you see like monaco are kind of moving towards uh service economies now because they everyone is kind of realizing that china holds the dominance on manufacturing i mean they are if you want to say this they are the world's largest manufacturer they can Uh, produce twice the things the u.s can do they can they can produce things faster than any of us can really comprehend i mean that's due to the fact they have a lot of cheap labor and even in some cases they're leading in technology hence that's and i i hate to bring in my own bias but that's why i like yang so much because he actually talked about how china has been leading the curve in technology for like 25 years now because the U.S. literally got rid of their Department of Technology in 1995. I mean, China, they've been leading in the economy. They've been leading in... Their military is slowly grown... By military, I mean, they have more manpower than we do, but they have less spending. That's really the only difference between the U.S. and China right now. They have far more expendable manpower than the U.S. does. I mean, it's... China has been leading the curve on technology. It's been leading the curve on the economy because of stealing intellectual rights and whatnot, and selling it for cheap prices to companies like Apple, um, Microsoft, even Basically Well, I mean, even companies. then they
0: subvert. They, even then they subvert Apple when they
1: yeah exactly when they
0: sell that information. Exactly. See, the thing is, uh, actually I actually have a story about this. Um, so I, I used to be a stock investor, and um, there's this one stock you can look it up. This company called Luckin Coffee. I was heavily what is invested. It called? It's called Luckin Coffee. L U C K I N then Coffee, right? They were a main co- they were the Chinese alternative in China to Starbucks. Um they faked their numbers. They faked their uh, economic growth reports. They faked all their income. They faked their expenses. They faked every fucking piece of shit thing. Luckily, I sold out. I sold out around uh around $30 a share. And then it dropped all the way down to $19 before it was delisted from the NASDAQ, right? Well, that's just a a little insight of the corporate partnership that they have with the Chinese government because um, the Chinese government makes it so easy for these companies to fudge their numbers. Just like they fudged their economic data report. They can just say, hey, this province in China, the Wubei pro- province in China is making a shit ton of money for this company. We're just going to, we're going to post it. And there's no way for, uh, for outside sources to fact check this. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's insane. Now, uh, we kind yeah, of goes... led to our third topic. We kind of led to our third topic.
1: Yeah, right. I was... <laughs> yeah, foreign policy in China and whatnot.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean even okay so let's 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 war game out these scenarios right so either to, uh, do do whatever means Trump retains the presidency and serves a second term um, we can yes, all yeah. we can all yeah let's let's say hypothetically start off with that then we're gonna go into the more realistic um, scenario um, where Biden wins Um yeah so starting off with Trump right so if Trump wins his second term it's gonna be insane. This dude's going to be shitting out executive orders. The tariffs are going to be raised to 125%. I got, a, yeah, I,
1: I got a feeling I got a feeling if he had a second term where he didn't have to worry about re-election because to a certain extent Exactly. I mean, I've I've never been a Trump supporter, obviously. I've never really liked any of the things he's done. But um, Trump has been to a certain extent transformed in the office of the presidency. Some of his ideas that he wanted to do in the 2016 election hasn't really happened. I mean, he wanted to pull all the troops out of, like, the Middle East, which he's he's doing right now, but he still has not pulled all of them out. And, for example, he was starting to replace uh, top officials at the Pentagon, which, if he did get a second term, I have a feeling the reason he's replacing them with supposed loyalists is because he can actually get the job done of pulling them out of the Middle well, East. Well, well Because if I... he has— if Hunt, If he has a second term, I feel he would actually do the stuff he promised in 2016 because he wouldn't have to worry about re-election.
0: Well, the thing is, he he ordered it, right? But U.S. officials lied to him. That's what happened. I
1: I, I saw multiple reports on that as well.
0: Yeah, so he fired them for lying about the troop levels. They told him that everything was fine and dandy. Meanwhile, we have thousands of troops still there. So I think he fired the Syrian uh, envoy... Um, there, are the Afghanistani envoy. There's, there, there are many people that were just called out of there. On that basis, yes. uh, some people are uh, uh, under the assumption that he's trying to fill the Pentagon with loyalists so he can um start a coup and take over the country.
1: I, I don't, I don't think he'll do a coup. I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to do something to secure his legacy post presidency, so he can say he did something good during his presidency.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: I See, here's the thing. There has been one coup in American history. It's one that really people don't talk about. It happened during the 19th century by, I think, it was a town called William, Williamstown in Pennsylvania, where a bunch of white nationalists basically overthrew the local government. But I don't see really a coup lasting long in the United States. I mean, it could if, if his supporters are truly loyal to him and are truly willing to go out there and like fight for his coup. Then I guess you can say it would work. But at the same time, I don't see a coup lasting in the US. Because I mean, it feels like a lot of people say that the military is extremely loyal to Trump and will do whatever it takes to like basically they'll serve him no matter what, which is never the case. I mean, in certain countries that happens, but I don't think the entire military is gonna fall in line behind one figure.
0: Okay, but here's it, the thing, right? If we're gonna
1: reportedly
0: If we're gonna war game this out, right? So you made a couple good points, um, but I think you underestimate how many millions of Americans or tens of millions of Americans fervently support this man.
1: Now, consider- oh no, I know, I no, I definitely know. There's he definitely has a demagogue of supporters. He definitely has. I don't think he demagogue is the uh, the
0: best adjective to use I, them.
1: I mean, it's 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 probably not the best adjective, but it's the one that probably represents the best. Because I mean he has republican supporters who literally will not question a thing he says and it's like george washington warned political parties what happens is people fall so far into partisanship it's it's hard to pull them back out of it
0: yeah but trump's I mean, not a republican though see the thing is you're seeing establishment republicans no but here's a here's a distinction I, I i'd argue you're seeing establishment republicans turn their back on him meanwhile new people that joined the party or people that weren't really into the party but they were so so in the party. They leaned into the party. New people that identify with Trump, um, they're his most fervent supporters. He... That's his base. I'm not I'm not saying uh, the religious right or all these uh, institutions that um, make up the the Republican Party. I'm saying the people he swung over and the people he he's captured. I think that's an important distinction to make because you're saying a lot of people, yeah. establishment Republicans turn their back on him and you're seeing newer republicans support him fervently.
1: well yeah there's definitely obviously republicans within the republican party that support him heavily i mean one of them right now would be david Perdue down in georgia which there's a runoff election for that then um i can't remember the one is a democrat from west virginia i think i can't remember his first name but it's joe mansion
0: mansion joe yeah Manchin.
1: um but yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. He definitely has a very very large amount of like loyal supporters. So that that's why I can kind of see Trump to a certain extent creating his like creating a third party alternative, which kind of leads into the second topic. If you want to go into that, well, but I mean, if, look, he let's, is, let's I
0: feel continue like, with the war game though. Continue <laughs> with the what? The war game. Right, so oh, okay. let's say let's say the, the max twenty percent of the military defect, and they say, um, well, okay, let's just call it an even split, right? But then you look at the, the police departments. every single police department, I'm fairly certain every single police department has endorsed Trump, right? And then, yeah, there's
1: definitely a very large amount of them to
0: have. And then I would argue that people that support Trump versus people that support Biden. Um, well, okay, just based on pure facts, uh, damn, this is going to get me banned. Um, well, okay, there's obvious genetic uh, differences between men and women, namely, uh, the, the reproduction organs, but in addition to that, there's, men are built stronger, um, inherently. The testosterone makes us stronger, et cetera, et cetera, but if you do it based on numbers, uh, more men, vastly more men support Trump, right? Or, or are yeah. Republican, right? And then vastly more women, or not vastly, but majority of women are Democrat and support Biden. Um, and I don't know that many women that can hold a gun. am not going to lie. So if there was an armed revolution or armed abductorizing, police departments, right? The men, I'm just saying, Things aren't gonna look for, good for for Biden when he when he tries to.
1: Well, let, well, let's well let's just first off hope that we never fall into a civil war scenario again, especially over. This might make some people mad, but hopefully we never fall into a civil war scenario over Trump. Out of all people.
0: Well, it depends what happens because you're seeing you're seeing Democrats right now saying that they're making a list of every no A, uh, name name democrats i'm going to say aoc for example cuz she actually tweeted this out i don't know why the fuck she tweeted it out but she said start taking down names of everyone that has that has enabled trump i'm paraphrasing of course but i got most of it exactly right start taking names of everyone that has supported trump and enabled trump start taking names that is what? fucking scary i have what never heard that in the history well, uh, you can you can make a you can well you can take that as you will. Um, I'm gonna interpret that as uh, taking names being they're gonna they're gonna do something with those names after but, the transition do you, do happens. Do you
1: believe? Do you think that by taking names, do you think that means that throwing them out of office by simply? Terminating them kind of how trump terminated almost every obama re- Remnant that was after his presidency. Well, I mean that, that's if the, we're talking that's about
0: boys that always that happens in every administration Uh, bush yeah, to obama they, in every
1: administration. Yeah,
0: yeah, but uh the, Your question I think that Something's gonna happen. All right in 2016 the brother of uh, the presidential candidate um I don't. I don't remember that guy's name. He was a Spanish dude. He was. He was the former Housing and Urban Development Secretary. Um, Julian Castro, his brother, released names of everyone that voted for Trump as a representative of New Mexico. Very certain. I think that's the state he's from. Leaking yeah, names. Leaking about. the names of them. You can do a simple Google search. You find a site. You pay five dollars. You find out their address, their phone number, their work history. All this information's out there, people. Right you get their name you get I, most everything but, and i don't think so that she like, was just talking about politicians i don't think she was just talking about politicians I, was the, I think she's talking about uh more than that i think she's talking about supporters people that donated to him companies that donated to him face penalties dude. so you,
1: your thought is that she's going to go on a manhunt for all these people yeah
0: they're talking about putting trump in jail they're saying trump loses his illegal his legal immunity from when he leaves the white house and so they're going to put him in jail. That's something I saw from mainstream leftist, left-wing news organizations, yeah, yeah, MSNBC, well, CNN. Yeah, I saw that from those two four, papers.
1: There's four There's four impending lawsuits post-Trump presidency. I think four are in New York due to uh, taxes, and then I can't remember the other things. I mean, I think it's mostly taxes that they're going to go after him for in New York, which he could easily go down for. I mean, I'm not... I mean, this, what's really been shown is to a certain extent how the president is somewhat immune to crimes in the U.S., I mean... for rich people,
0: if you have money, it's very easy to get out of jail. exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. To a certain extent, if you're rich here in the U.S., it feels like it's innocent until proven guilty. Because it's, there's a lot of rich people in, I'll just use this for an example. Because I've been kind of looking into it a lot. Kevin Spacey, which everyone knows him from House of Cards, which is honestly, it's kind of his greatest thing that he did in his career before, you know, he did all those things. Well, I mean, he did all those things in like the 90s. I mean, he kept doing it. Uh, Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin Spacey, the reason he was proven innocent, or people can say it, is because one, he has money, which money always helps when it comes to court cases. But it's it's hard to take down a figure with high standard. I mean, same goes for O.J. Simpson. I mean, he's practically admitted to doing the crime that he was accused of. Now, post him being exonerated. Okay, I mean, wait, 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 wait. You got. I, I
0: gotta stop you. Uh, well, let, let me let me start with Kevin Spacey. Uh, the the okay. First of all, the charges were dropped against him because oh, they were dropped against. Oh. They were either the case was thrown out or the charges were dropped against him. Because the the person that was accused of being molested deleted messages from the history. Like, they'd say, yeah, the, look at these messages.
1: The one that, the one, yeah, the one that was texting, I kind of thought about that that was a bit suspicious about him. Yeah, so, I mean...
0: so, so he faced perjury. So he dropped it, something to that effect. He faced perjury. He, he shouldn't have deleted the messages. But if, in that regard, yes. Uh, I guess his lawyers got, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I was just giving a little bit of more context to that situation. And with O.J. Simpson, um, that was more about the underlying race war, you know. I mean, even then, he was convicted in civil court, and he was paid. He, he was ordered to pay millions and millions of dollars to that family. So I guess there's a bit of retribution. I mean, he's out of jail now. He's old as shit. True. You know? So he lost most of his war years, uh, I think. Now uh, I think this is a perfect time, to uh to damn dude we are almost at an hour. Um, yeah, the we're gonna go to the fourth topic, fake news. Now uh, Nathan, you actually said you you had something you wanted to talk about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So fake news. It's I mean, recently on Yang's podcast, um, I believe it's called Yang Speaks. He had an MSNBC producer that practically confirmed the fact that the Yang media blackout was intentional, and that kind of creates an entire new issue because if if many like news stations are actively blacking out other politicians or like actively or basically, let me just put it like this: the media it doesn't hold a stranglehold on elections, but to a certain extent, it does. Because for example, like Yang, he barely got enough coverage at debates. I mean. You had people like Tom Steyer who were pulling significantly lower than Yang get more speaking time and get called on more during MSNBC moderated debates. I mean, Yang even reports the fact that his microphone was turned off by these media companies. I mean, a lot of these news stations determine who wins the election. I mean, CNN, for CNN. The MSNBC, all these, they if they blacklist a candidate and don't allow people to actually see who that candidate is, hear what their policies are, they're never going to make it. It, it. it happens quite often. I mean, in 2016, it happened to Bernie Sanders. In this election cycle, it happened to people like Tulsi Gabbard because Hillary said she was a Russian stooge with literally no evidence to prove it. Uh, Yang was completely blacked out of the election. I mean, it... it it becomes more and more prevalent every single election cycle, it feels, that certain news companies literally blacklist candidates and don't allow them to get a good standing. Well, buddy, uh,
0: maybe that's just on the Democrat side because I don't feel that way on uh, on my on my center-right position. And, uh, and this kind of revolves back to the point that, we're talking, um, uh, that we were talking about earlier about how Trump took over the party in 2016 and he just commandeered the fuck out of it. See, oh, yeah. Bernie tried to do exactly what Trump did. Right, he tra- he did almost the exact same thing, in in, in a matter of a uh, principle, right, in the matter of the uh, the grand scheme of things, right. He had a huge, he yeah. had a base, and then he was expanding his base rapidly, right. And it's exactly what happened in 2020, actually, too. So look, here's what happened. Uh, and actually in this election, oh my God, there's so many points to cover. Okay, I'm gonna go through 2020 stuff quick. All right. So, in this election, okay. it's estimated that Google's uh, influenced up to 20, 16 million votes. 16 million. Oh, yeah. Google's yeah. influenced, and Google right? And
1: these large tech comp- yeah, Google and these large tech companies certainly influence the election quite often. I mean, Twitter Twitter is notorious for it. Facebook is notorious for it. Uh, yeah, a lot of these big social media and tech companies definitely influence the election.
0: Yeah, but you take that into a, account, right? And then you see... Um, Damn, I completely lost my point. But let's go back, right? Uh, so Bernie tried to win, but, you know, super delegates did that shit, right? And then you had yeah. the exact same thing happen in 2020. So you had yep. – it was split up. You had Bernie and Warren, and then you had Biden, uh, I would yeah, say Kamala, there, I'd say
1: Buttigieg,
0: there, you know, all, all those people.
1: There was a lot of- – there was a lot of weird stuff that went on with the Democratic primary this year. I'm not even gonna get into the Iowa yeah, and then the ballots were
0: disqualified, like uh, yeah, hundreds they, they, of thousands they, 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 of ballots were disqualified.
1: This is kind of this is kind of off topic, but I mean the Iowa caucus was kind of ridiculous. They did, I'm I believe, their entire system crashed the first. And you could say it crashed, but to a certain extent, it's kind of ridiculous on how it crashed. Pete Buttigieg won in Iowa, which I would have never expected. Um, Plus Yang, he was, he was pulling high in certain districts, and then suddenly they recounted the votes and basically gave him the Buttigieg or gave him the Biden. It was it was ridiculous what happened in the Iowa caucus. The DNC is inherently, it feels like the DNC is inherently corrupt because it feels like they can directly choose a candidate that they want to put up there, not the people who want them. That's how that's how many of, of us feel.
0: That's how many of us feel in the center, and that's how many independents feel. Yeah. That's how many. Yeah, uh, that's
1: that's that's why that's why it's hard for me to really support any party. I I mean the DNC does it. The the RNC. I'm not gonna really insult the RNC that often because I mean there was no chance that anyone was gonna primary Trump and beat him. There's literally no chance. Oh of, yeah, he had I 95 mean, percent approval. That they won. I mean the only person who could have ever theoretically done it was Mike Pence. But yeah, and he's then, a Trumper now. But even then, yeah, yeah, there was no chance he would have done that. So the RNC, there was literally no chance of anyone primarying Trump and beating him. But the 2020 election cycle and even the 2016 election cycle, pretty much proves that the DNC handpicks certain candidates.
0: Yeah, so I, I think I mean, it goes based off of uh, uh, incumbency and like. So if you just look at the list, we have a former VP a uh, representative senator senator we had yang and then another representative and then a billionaire oh two billionaires yeah. maybe a few billionaires michael
1: bloomberg and tom sire also, and I, I think, also uh, and
0: as an aside uh can, can you imagine spending a billion dollars in a primary and not winning it michael bloomberg can't
1: i i i gotta say i feel bad for bloomberg dude, dude he spent so me. much he spent so much money and his campaign slogan was Mike will get it done, and didn't he only he, win he, American Samoa?
0: Yeah, he won Samoa, dude, and that's because he has relatives on the island that fixed the vote. No, I'm just kidding. They paid a grand <laughs> out to whoever voted for him.
1: <laughs> His relatives on dude. the island of Samoa. And then, he tried
0: to, and then he tried to make sure that Latinos in Florida wouldn't vote for Trump, and that failed yet again. Very, yeah. very interesting times indeed.
1: But, yeah, I mean... It, to kind of go back to the original topic, I mean, social media, news companies, tech companies, they certainly influence the election. And, I mean, the DNC picks candidates, the RNC picks candidates.
0: I mean, well, I, they didn't pick them good in 2016. Nah, dude, I, I don't believe that when you say the RNC picks candidates. They, they completely, they hated Trump. There's even a coalition now, the Lincoln Project. That, that's, that's, definitely back way
1: that's, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Trump Trump is one of the few people who was actually able to beat the system that has been corrupt for so long.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's why a lot of people he, support him.
1: Yeah, exactly, because they see him as an outsider. Yeah. That's why he won. I mean, there is really nothing the RNC can do to stop him because he had such a presence. I mean, he was so different when it came to debates. He was so different with the way he talked. I mean... He, To a certain extent, he appealed to many white middle-class Americans, and even definitely African Americans. I mean, Trump, he appealed to many people in the United States who felt like they were left out. And That's that's actually a good point. He had such a celebrity presence that everyone knew his name. So there was no way you were going to be able to black out Trump. His name was everywhere. I mean, Trump casinos, Trump hotels, Mar-a-Lago, all his big plans, everyone knew his name. I mean, I didn't know that shit. They knew his name since the 80s. Now, if you want to say how successful his name is, that's a different story. But Trump has been known for a very, very long time. Plus, the other thing that led to Trump's rise is the fact that many people lost their jobs during the Obama presidency. And so they believe trump can bring him back manufacturing jobs i believe six million were lost under the trump or under the obama presidency and while some manufacturing jobs have certainly returned not all of them have it, it's plus hillary never even ran in the rust belt and if she did it was minimal that's why trump won in the rust belt so clean because No, he Hillary did not win just, clean.
0: He won by tens of thousands of votes in select states. He didn't. It wasn't clean, but he, he, no, he pulled it off.
1: Okay, maybe maybe he did. Maybe he didn't win by a large margin, but Hillary did not campaign in areas she should have. Yeah, Russ that's because she was, was sick, though.
0: She she has it's, that. She had like pneumonia, m- pneumonia or something like that. She 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 was like.
1: Trump is, and that this kind of leads back into. She fainted. Uh, topic two, I believe. Mm. because Trump is one of the few politicians I can actually see starting a third party and actually successfully taking the presidency because he has so many supporters that would probably defect from the Republicans to join like a Trump party or a reform party that's under the leadership of Trump. Well, like I can see the conservative party or the Republican party now falling to, as you say, neoconservatives, like Mitt Romney, Kasich, um, the one guy in Michigan, which just switched to the Libertarian Party. I can't think of his name. Um, but Trump is one of the few politicians that can actively create a third party and possibly even contend for the presidency. No, you know what I think. It, it, you
0: time. know what I think he can do. I think he could replace the Republican Party. That's what I think is it, it Yeah,
1: happens. I, I feel, I feel like the Republican Party can definitely go to the wayside.
0: He can make him a third after party after this election. That'd be part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, we got a lot done. Kind of,
1: yeah, we've kinda hit every single subject. I mean, we haven't done lockdowns in Kyle Rittenhouse, but I mean besides that, I mean we've we've nailed pretty much every single subject. So I
0: think we could just end it here.